0: Hope the spread of cancer. Let's find out on today's healing pain with proverbs. That's what it is if they cause you to rewind. Sometimes you keep praying. Sometimes. You keep praying. One of my favorite aunts sat at my 10-year vow renewal where my husband and I renewed our vows because we did not have a wedding. When we first got married, we got married at the Justice of Peace. 10 years later, we find this awesome castle, we renew our vows, and my aunt sat at that vow renewal dying, and I I didn't know it. I didn't know that that was the last time that I would even see her. And I showed a a quick video that I went back um, to find from the vowel Renewal footage. If you didn't see it, it's 10 seconds. I'll show it again really quick. So that was my auntie Maggie. And um, she called me a few months prior to um, the varinol. It may have been like maybe up to a year, Uh, maybe not a full complete year, but um, she called me and I remember I was planning our varinol and um, I had got a call from another family member saying that she had cancer. And um, my first understanding was, this is Maggie. She'll beat it. You know what I'm saying? Like Maggie's going to beat that. I'm not, I'm not afraid of that. Um, a little bit further down the line, she actually called me and she was calling different people from what I understand, um, to just let them know what was going on with her. And I don't know, maybe she should just give her final goodbyes. And I was one of the people that she called. And I remember talking to her on the phone and I was asking her questions like, you know, is this fatal? Like what is going on? Like, you know, and she wouldn't she wouldn't say it was fatal or terminal. Um, it was like she didn't want to speak that over her life, but at the same time she was communicating like this is serious. And um, you know, I just talked to her, told her I would petition y'all for her, I believe, and um I get off the phone with her and I'm like, she'll be fine. Like she's gonna beat this because she looked fine. As a child, she was um she was the one aunt that was always trying to show me life beyond complacency, Um, that she inspired me that I could leave and create a life of my own, that I didn't have to be stuck in circumstance, in the circumstances that I grew up in. Um, She was, I think, one of the first people to go to college in my family. She was one of the first people to like move away and get her own home and just establish this professional life in of order and and success by the world standard, right? Um, She wasn't like a wicked person that I know of, um, but when I say by the world standard, I mean she had the house, she had the car, she had the job, she had the salary, all that stuff like that, right? And she was the first person I've seen in my family have that. And so it always inspired me. And whenever she would come back into town, she would always bring me a journal. And she was like, I got a new diary for you. And she's actually the one who inspired me to journal into diary. And I don't know if she knew I'm getting emotional because I had to put that clip together. And it was kind of hard to see her face um, when I didn't know that that was the last time I would ever see her. And I wish I knew because then I would have communicated some things to her that I never got to tell her. So um, she would always give me journals and diaries when I was a little girl. And I struggled with depression a lot. Um, not realizing as a child, the root of the depression was coming from the relationships that I surrounded myself with. It was a lot of darkness um, spiritually when I grew up on that side of my family, really both sides. But um, I battle with depression a lot. And to my understanding, a lot of people in my family did. And so there was one time when she picked me up, I was in college. Like I said, she would come in and out of you know her state to wherever i was and she would just always give me a diary. I have I have all of them to this day. I kept them. I filled them all up and it was so ironic how whenever i would see her again, i would have just completed another diary and she would be bringing me another one. And so um i was in college. I remember i had broke up with my hu- who's my husband now, but we broke up then and i was so hurt. I was like so distraught. And i described the story in my novel. It came to pass this one right here. Um, in the introduction, I explained that story, but in that ride, she inspired me to name the, it came to pass novel series. Right. And so she drops me off and I'm just thankful for her, you know, like she never force fed anything down my throat. She's one of the people who showed me when it comes to, um, my relationship with the most high that you, you just can live for him and you don't have to force it down people's throat. You don't have to try to make people see like when somebody wants it they will get it from you because they want it. You don't have to keep forcing them to get it. She was like that. She never gave me unsolicited advice. She never tried to force me to do anything or you need to see it this way like even when we were in the car and I was telling her how hurt I was over some things that happened with my then fiance who's my husband now, how much it was hurting, she told me a story about being at the dentist. And that dentist story inspired me inspired me to write the um to make the title of my novel series it came to pass because she was like saying that she had went to the dentist and she had to get some work done and it was uh she was afraid that it would hurt really bad and she had to tell herself that this just came to pass like the pain will come to pass like it will go away um but the way she worded it was way better than i did and i was like i want my novel to be the name of that so fast forward after that story you know like i said i get the call that she's sick Um, and I, it hurts a lot, but I'm like, she's going to be fine. Like, this is not going to kill her. This cancer is not going to kill her. Like she's going to be okay. I invite her to my vow renewal and she's there. When I sent the vow renewal invitation, I had no idea. until after the fact that she was, her health was rapidly declining to the point that a few months after my vow renewal, she ended up dying. She died a few months later. And the last time I saw her alive was at that ceremony. The video that I ha- that I showed before this live is the last, like, time I have of her. You know where I saw her. So um, I-, I remember going to her funeral, and one of my cousins was telling me, "Do you know how much um, Auntie Maggie loved you? Like she was so pleased with." the books that you wrote and the things that you did, like she, she kept your books. She had them up on her shelf. Um, it came the past, did not come out yet. And it was crazy. Cause I dedicated that book to her and I never got to give it to her to see that, but she had my, um the, what about my daddy book? And another book I wrote, I think that I, I don't, I don't publish anymore. It's like a book of poems or something like that. Um, But my cousin was like, you know, she had I was at her house and she had your books up and she would talk about you and be like, look what you know, Zara's doing. And like she was really, really, uh, I don't like to use the word proud, but very proud of you. And I didn't talk to her that much. So I didn't know. I didn't know that I knew that she brought my book. I knew that she had paid for me to autograph it and all kind of stuff like that. And she was really supportive. But I didn't know that she had it up in her house and like on display. And stuff like that. And so then my cousin goes on to tell me, she's like, do you know the day of your renewal? how much she struggled to go to your renewal?" And I was like, no, I didn't know that because nobody from my family really on that side attended my renewal, but her. I sent invita- invitations to everybody, but she was like one of the only people that came. And she lived um, in North Carolina and the renewal was in Georgia at that time. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, she was throwing up all that day. She couldn't really walk. She was really sick. But she said, I have to be there for her. Like, I want to be there for her. She never even told me. Like, when I saw her at the barrenual, I gave her a hug. And I was like, thank you so much for coming, Maggie. Like, I'm so glad you came. Like, you're the only, you know, one of the only people. My own mother didn't even come. Like, it just was crazy. And I'm like, thank you for coming. It meant a lot to me that she drove from North Carolina to Georgia just to be there. So then after the fact, when my cousin told me how sick she was that day, and then she got in the car by herself, nobody would go with her to my viral. Nobody would drive with her. And she got in the car like sick and weak and came all the way there for me. And I just was like, I just started tearing up cause I was like, wow, I didn't know she was that bad. I thought she was going to beat it. Even when I seen her at my vow renewal, she looked like I'm Maggie. I did it. She didn't look like she was dying, but she was sitting there dying. Like she was before my eyes passing away, and I didn't even know it from this cancer that was killing her. So I say all that to say the cancer ended up becoming so uncontrollable that there was a division of abnormal cells in the body, in other words, malignant growth, that did not stop and eventually resulted in her death. And I want us to understand that this is what wicked people do to our lives. The definition of a cancer is an uncontrolled division of abnormal cells in the body, in other words, malignant growth. That, if not stopped, results in death. So, when I started this live and I said, Do you help the spread of cancer? Let's find out on today's Healing Pain with Proverbs. I want to ask you to ask yourself a question In what situation in your life are you helping the spread of cancer? Now, we know sickness and disease and certain stuff can be attributed to a spirit, right? Because you see the most, the Messiah. Casting out certain spirits and then people being well again, right? So we think of cancer as just a physical disease, but the most high calls wicked behaviors, cancerous. He calls them cancerous. So when you enable certain behaviors, you are helping the spread of cancer in your very own life than the lives of others. So again, I'm going to ask you, in what situation in your life are you helping the spread of cancer? Cancer is fatal. It's it's, When it's uncontrolled, that division of abnormality results in death. When things get out of control because of wicked people in our life, dealing with them, ultimately some death is going to result. It could be a physical death. But it could be a relational death. It could be a spiritual death. It can be an emotional death. All death results. The enemy comes to what? He's just like a cancer. Steal, kill, destroy. So in what situation in your life today, I want you to think, are you helping the spread of cancer? And I'm gonna explain that to you a little bit more so you can you can figure it out and make sure that you know for sure. But before we do that, let me just say... <laughs> Peace, truth, tribe, if you are already a part of the tribe. If not, peace. I'm author, counselor, and coach Zara Harrison, helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. Why? Because we are not to be a fool for love. Love is wisdom, and wisdom is so healing. And I want y'all to stop killing yourself and calling it love. Your mind, your body, your soul, and calling it love. That's what we do over here. On this platform. I'm not called to the toxic, I'm called to the people trying to heal from them. So what I say sometimes may sound a little strong or misplaced in your opinion, but we're not talking about dealing with healthy people, okay? You deal with healthy people and you love healthy people in a different way than unhealthy and toxic people. And that's what I'm trying to help us understand over here on this channel, okay? So welcome if you're new. Before we get into it, I just want to let you know that look in the description and use my personal invitation to get notifications whenever I'm about to go live in telegram because I was hearing that YouTube was not telling y'all. So I created a resolution and that is it. So make sure you look in the description after this video so you can get into the telegram group and I let you know in case you don't find out because you don't want to be missing this stuff like this right and sometimes I don't know when I'm going to go live. Sometimes it's scheduled but sometimes it's not. Also before we get into it which you know what I'm about to do. I have to thank a special part of True Tribe and that is Truth Tribe patrons who help me make free content, including videos and exercises and resources just like this live. This is one of the resources that I offer um, that you're watching right now. I truly appreciate your support patrons and I'm sure those who benefit from your giving appreciate it too. The hours, the time, the, the work that goes into bringing y'all this stuff. Thank you patrons because it helps me Go get me some lunch sometime. It helps me pay a few bills. It helps me give to people that are in need sometimes. It helps, and I really appreciate it. So if you are watching and it's true that you appreciate the patrons who give to help bring the free resources to you, the least you could do is give this video a like. So as soon as you come in, just give it a like and share the video. You can share it real quick. Say, I'm watching this video about Proverbs. Y'all check it out. Um, that can show that you agree and that you want to make sure that somebody who might have a petition out there that is going unanswered can possibly find it in this live or another live. So give the videos a thumbs up and share them. You might be an answer to somebody's petition. All right. So what is your answer? Have you thought about the situations you may be helping the spread of cancer? So let's talk about it real quick. Um, do you help the spread of cancer? This is how you do it. Whenever we fail to protect order, because we know a cancer is an uncontrollable division of an abnormality, right? So, whenever we fail to protect order, we spread cancer. That's what we're doing in our lives, in our relationships, on our jobs, and our families. That's what we're doing. When we fail to protect order, we are participating in the facilitation of spreading cancer and Yah doesn't want us to do that and we do that when we allow something wicked to a get out of control so when something is wicked and we allow it to get out of tro- control we spread cancer I'm not talking about the the physical disease. I'm talking about spiritually, emotionally, relationally, a relational cancer, an emotional cancer, um, a uh, spiritual cancer. When we allow something wicked to get out of control, we are spreading a type of cancer. That's one way. The second way is when we allow someone wicked to continue to cause division. They're gossiping, they're running their mouth, they're spreading lies. Maybe in your family, you know somebody is full of strife and you don't. there's no consequences for their behavior, or for their actions, you just participate in it. You listen to the conversation, you don't confront it, you don't uh, call them to repentance. And then if they don't repent, there's no consequence for the behavior. So it goes on. What you're doing is spreading a type of cancer. And what does cancer do? It kills, steals, and destroys, just like the enemy promised he would do. Okay? So, yes, we promote what is called in the medical field malignant growth. In other words, cancerous growth. We promote the growth of a cancer spiritually, emotionally, relationally. When we allow somebody wicked to get out of control or to continue to cause division, it's very dangerous. It kills. This is why this scripture right here, that is the whole foundation of my whole channel and my whole life, is love your own soul, comfort your heart, remove. Sorrow far from you, for sorrow has killed many, killed cancerous, and there is no profit therein. When we see wicked behavior getting out of control and causing continuing to cause division, and we just stand by, we don't either confront it, call it to repentance, or separate ourselves. We are promoting the growth of cancer, malignant growth, relationally, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Remove it far from you, okay? So how do we know that it's wicked? Because some people were like, well, Zara, that's such a strong word to just call somebody wicked. Well, I looked it up. Did, did you look up what wicked means? I'm not talking about in the uh, English dictionary. I'm talking about the Hebrew roots our original language and what y'all meant by wicked. Cause it does not just mean ax murdering and bloodshed and kid. Yeah, that's wicked. But for you to get an understanding how to spot something that's wicked, the Hebrew word for w- wicked basically is write this down so that, you know, hope you got a notebook and a pen when you come up in here, write this down so you can stop enabling wicked behavior. Because when you see this, there's wickedness in your midst okay what Yah calls wickedness different than what the world may summarize it as is when you make a pattern of doing wrong that's what wicked you wicked you make a pattern of doing wrong you don't make a pattern of doing right you don't make a pat you don't have a pattern of repentance of changing of good, you have a pattern of doing wrong, okay? And where does that lead? When a person makes a pattern of doing wrong? Unrepentance, what does unrepentance lead to? Reprobate state, what does a reprobate state? You can't even come out of what you're in. This is why Yah says when you see a wicked person who makes a pattern out of doing wrong, getting out of control or continuing to cause division, you need to recognize they are a malignant growth. They are cancerous. And the result is death. The physical death, the physical cancer took my whole aunt out, killed her. It got out of control. You couldn't control this abnormal growth and it took her life. We don't understand that we, when we associate with wicked people, it's getting out of control and it's going to take your life. Whether that is physically sometimes, spiritually, emotionally, mentally. Some people don't lost their mind messing around with wicked people, making them think they crazy and they don't know left from right, up from down. They don't even know what reality is anymore. It's not a game. It's not a game so if a person does not bring a cure or a remedy because the most high restores order from chaos most high is restoration most high is the cure most high is the remedy that's his pattern the most High's pattern is cure remedy so if somebody is from him they are cure remedy things should be getting better around them the, the main indicator that a person is not from the most high is they are cancerous. There is strife. There is division. There is death. There is sickness. There is disease. Things are not getting better. I remember having a conversation with somebody before and um, this group of people didn't know the cancer in the group because the person was saying I was the cancer and was going around lying individually, by the time some years went past, everybody hates each other and they think it's because of me, but it's the, it was the whisperer, gossiping. That person was the cancer. And nobody understood, this person said, I'm trying to bring everybody together. And nobody understood, they didn't even take the time to think. You're not the cure or the remedy. You are the divide. you are the divisor. Nope, and it didn't hit anybody that if this person is trying to make everybody be together, why is everybody further apart? 'Cause that's not the fruit of Zara's life. Nobody see, and that's what I mean by again, being gaslit and believing lies. A cancerous person, they get out of control. They whisper, they talk, they cause all kind of division, they kill and destroy relationships, and then want and then are sometimes looked at like they they good or something. They that they master lying that well that people can't even see they are the one who they're the cancer, not the cure or the remedy, even though they act like they are. So it goes on to say that people that make a pattern out of um, behaving wickedly represent angels of darkness. If you study this out more, people who make a pattern of behaving that, the most high is refers to them as representatives of angels of darkness. Basically, they work for the enemy. Because they made a pattern out of this and they're not repentant. On the opposite of the flip side of that, is Yah's side where his representatives are trustworthy instead and they bring cure and they bring remedy to restore order as opposed to the cancer that destroyed the order in the first place. So we want to pay attention to people's behavior and stop being afraid to call a thing wicked because they didn't murder somebody with a knife but they did it with a mouth. They a murderer. You killing somebody whole reputation in life with your mouth, you a murderer. That's what the scriptures say, you a murderer with your mouth. Just because you don't see physical bloodshed everywhere and you don't see somebody flat out on the floor at the crime scene with the tape around them don't mean it it ain't a murder going on. Wicked, the definition is what? A person who makes a pattern of doing wrong. They don't repent, they might say sorry. But if you don't repent, meaning you didn't change, you're not really sorry. You just lied and deceived. You make a pattern out of doing wrong when you don't repent and you don't change. Okay? So today, let's see what Proverbs um, is going to, the wisdom that Proverbs is going to give us because we know what wickedness is, right? You should have a clear understanding of it now. A person who makes a pattern out of doing wrong doing wrong against you, doing wrong against others, doing wrong against their own self, and especially doing wrong against y'all. They made a pattern out of that, a pattern. And sometimes we're like, oh, okay, I think they're doing that, but um, I need some more examples. The whole book of Proverbs gives you a whole bunch of them. The Bible, the whole Bible, period. But Proverbs especially is trying to protect your soul. They're trying to keep you healed and whole from these types of people. So Proverbs gives us examples of patterns of behavior to help you spot the wicked. And that's what we've been doing and going through. And if you're paying attention, you will see what the wicked do, the patterns that they have. So you can heal your soul. Because wicked people, they can be really um, manipulative. Like they really deceive you when they're thinking they your help and they your cancer. All right, so let's get into Proverbs 13 today. Um, and, and as we're going through Proverbs 13, I want you to answer the question of, in what situation in my life am I enabling? Am I spreading? Am I supporting the growth of cancer? Cancerous behavior. A wicked person continuing in their sin who is getting out of control and, continue, or, and or continuing to cause division in my life, in my family, in my job in my group, in my whatever. It's a dangerous person. And if you, don't, if you don't get that thing under control, there's death waiting. Okay? So before we do that, we are going to welcome the most High's loving, awesome wisdom in that we need every time we do Healing Payment Proverbs. I'll read some of y'all comments after we go through uh, 13 okay let us petition y'all okay thank you most high y'all for your love and your grace and your mercy you are so 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 good to us we can be so blind to um, the cancers around us in our lives and in our relationships we your people are your body and sometimes these cancers get in your body and they want to kill they get out of control they cause all kind of division and some of us don't even put an end or a stop to it we don't we don't get it under control you are the cure you are the remedy you don't behave that way we can't love cancers the same way we love health we can't love cancerous people with cancerous behaviors. We can't treat them the same way that we treat health. We can't. We need to understand the severity of this. Wicked behaviors in people who make a pattern of sinning are death to our soul, our relationship, not just with others, but with you, y'all. Yeah? We got to get that stuff out. And if they don't want to repent or heal, they need to go. They need to go. Who knows? You could, you could bring them to themselves. They could repent. But until that happens, we need to stop enabling and promoting the growth of the things that they do. They are dangerous to your body, to our souls, to our healing dangerous i said you will help your people be more aware when wickedness enters into their midst and that they will not allow it to get out of control in their life that might happen in somebody else's territory or somebody you know in some other area but in my house in my territory in my relationships Ain't no kind of wickedness getting out of control over here. You're going to go before you take me out. That divisive, spiteful, strifeful spirit will not continue to cause division in my life and in my relationships. You will get cut off like Messiah talks about the trees that don't bear good fruit. He said, cut it and cast it into the fire. It's serious. We don't have time to play games with people who make a habit of sinning against others and you. They are cancerous and cancerous behavior ultimately leads to death. Most High, you are so welcome here. Your healing, your wisdom, your love, you are so welcome. Help us stop trying to hang on to cancerous relationships and people just because we don't want to be lonely. Why do we do this to ourselves? You are enough. You are more than enough. You're more more than enough. You are more than enough. You are enough. You're enough and you're more than enough. Help your people stop idolizing, making idols out of people and relationships that they will forsake you for a wicked, cancerous soul. Help us heal. When we do that, you start like the scripture talks about. Um Yahusha said, Who my family, but those who do the will of Yah? I've been saying that for months with y'all. Yah says your family is not necessarily your biological roots or relatives. I'm sorry, your relatives. It is those who do the will of Yah. That is your family. We got to stop being so desperate to make a family out of people who have shown us we don't align with the Most High. Who is my family? Who is my mother, my father, my brother, my sister? Those who do the will of Yah. If you are not doing the will of Yah, we are not family. We are biologically related, but we are not family. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. Most High, you are enough. You are enough. Help your people see that today and through the rest of this series that you are enough help them understand that they have family in you already we chasing after these wicked souls and these wicked people and you you got people doing your will they're repentant they love you they got integrity they're righteous but we forsake them for blood that's why you said all of yasharel is not yasharel even you even y'all saying that about his own people look all of them ain't me Just because somebody black or whatever or your culture or your blood relative does not mean they are family. That's not the definition of family. And I know some people are going to struggle this season because some people still celebrate certain holidays that are coming up soon. And they're going to they're 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 about to entangle themselves in sin. Yeah, I hope that you would. um, Help them not fall. I ask that you will help them obey you. I ask that you would help them choose you. I ask that you would help them see that when they choose you, they are not losing. You are the cure. You are the remedy. Wicked people are the cancer. Forgive us for our sins. We repent. We have sinned against you. We have sinned against others, but we repent. We change our behavior. We don't continue in our sin out of our love and obedience for you. That is what makes a difference between righteous and wicked, that we repent and that our pattern and our behavior is about blessing, honoring, glorifying you. I thank you, Most High, for hearing our petition. For your love and your grace and your mercy. Because we need your mercy. Ooh, gosh, we be messing up. Thank you for your mercy. Because without your mercy, oh my gosh. But that mercy and that grace run out. People don't understand. They think you are playing. It can run out. And your spirit can depart. Just like from Saul, it will depart. It can run out. So I ask that your people will respond before that happens. In the name of Yahusha. Hallelujah. So be it. Proverbs 13, y'all. We at Proverbs 13. Hold on, y'all. I've been forgetting lately, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. You made it to another healing table, Proverbs. You got up despite all the obstacles despite any setbacks, despite if you was tired, despite if you didn't want to get up, despite if you felt lazy. You got up and the most high got you here. So give you a hand clap. That is so awesome. I'm so pleased with your dedication. And we need to remember that what? The most high rewards, our diligence. Oh, yes, he does. You got to make a pattern of it. It ain't gonna be no one time event. He's still he's so loving. Sometimes he'll still reward you in the little one times. But them patterns, you make them patterns. Oh, it's a reward coming. He reward the diligent. Okay. So let's get into Proverbs 13. Um, I hope this music is not too loud. Hold on. What is my setting for the music? Okay. That's that's the way it is. Contrast the upright and the wicked. A wise son heeds and accepts and is the result of his father's discipline and instruction. So wisdom is connected to being able to hear instruction. A person that can't hear instruction from a wise divine person, because we shouldn't be following everybody's instruction, um, is a fool. Wisdom heeds and accepts it. You, you slow down, you stop, you consider that. You don't be so quick to think you know more than the person who's ahead of you in that area or that department. By a divine perspective, how you gonna tell? Uh, what is it's like a little quote? It says um, something about a fish trying to teach a bird how to fly. You a whole fish? How you say? T- but that's what fools do. They think they know more or know better than someone who is actually excelling in the very thing that. They came to them for help for. I experience it all the time. They people cry out for help and then they tell me how to do what I'm called to do. Can't help you because you already know too much. You know more than me, so I'm gonna help you. <laughs> a wise son, or we like we talked about before, when you see son, the parent is talking to their child who is a son, but it's a wise person in general. Okay, a wise son or person heeds and accepts and is the result of his father's discipline and instruction who is just texting me while i'm doing healing pain with proverbs and true child partner journey and they ain't watching and they ain't watching healing and pain with proverbs. okay my bad i got distracted y'all um but a scoffer does not listen to reprimand and does not learn from his errors so this is what we're talking about with wicked people they make a pattern out of doing wrong right we see here they don't listen to reprimand Um, They don't learn from their errors. This is creating the wicked person. This is molding the wicked person. They, They won't listen when something is wrong and somebody's trying to help them or warn them. They don't learn from their errors and the mistakes because true repentance, you change and you learn from what you did so you don't do it again. So Proverbs is showing us wickedness and wicked behavior. So pay attention in your relationships when you see people doing this, because it's Yahsh trying to protect you from what that brings into your life. Verse two, from the fruit of his mouth, a wise man enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is for violence. From the fruit, from the fruit of his mouth, a wise man enjoys good, but the desire of the treacherous is violence, wicked people, it's like they have an appetite for sin while righteous people have a contempt and a disgust, they get nauseated by it, they hate sin, they hate liars, they hate strife. It makes them feel sick. That's why y'all is like, remove sorrow far from you, that's gonna kill you. Because if you really belong to me, that should make you sick being in the midst of that. But people who are not sick and they're around cancerous behaviors and people and strife and violence and hurt and pain. And they just comfortable in that. You got to be careful with people like that. They are telling you, I don't belong to the most high cause I'm comfortable here. That's their home. That should not be the home for a person who is trying to live a righteous life. The one who guards his mouth thinking before he speaks protects his life. How many times we done said something faster than we should have and had to pay for it. Got in trouble. The one who opens his lips wide and chatters without thinking comes to ruin. Wicked people always got something to say. Um, I put a post up on my YouTube community tab um, that you can see a post and you can literally disagree with it and just move on with your life. But no a fool always got to speak before they think and open their mouth and just talk. So they just comment. This is not right. You're there. Ah. You shot, you know. Righteous people, they can see something and just move on. Y'all can handle that and unless, you know, it's something he wants me to do about it personally. Nah, wicked people, they, get, they can't hold their tongue. A person who can't hold their tongue, they can't restrain their temper, they can't restrain their impulses is a fool. The soul or appetite of the lazy person craves and gets nothing. We talked about this last here on The Payment Proverbs. You have to go back and listen to it for that one. For lethargy overcomes ambition. And we talked about the last um, healing payment proverbs, how that laziness is connected to um, a lack of integrity. Like the most high connects those two, because what happens when you are lazy? Now you got to try to find a shortcut or some evil way to get you money or get some advancement in life because you're too lazy to do it the right way, which may, might take more time. But the soul or the appetite of the diligent work who works willingly is rich and abundantly supplied. You will have seasons where it looks like that scripture is not true. Because again, Yah is create, wants to see the pattern in you. So sometimes you'll work, I remember working for a really long time and it, I used to be like, Yah, do I need to stop? Because this is bearing no fruit. And he's like, no, it's bearing fruit inside of you. You didn't get the external yet, but I'm building the fruit internally. You keep going in righteousness and there will, there will be an abundant supply and it happened. It's true. Okay. A righteous man. What hates lies. Does a righteous man dislike lies? Does a righteous man kind of sort of not. It says what hates lies. If you're righteous, you should hate lies. When somebody's lying on you, lying on somebody else, lying on other people, it is a sign that you are righteous because you hate it. You don't have an appetite for it. It disgusts you. It's like a contempt for it. You hate it. That's why that's a, a huge thing in my personal relationships. When somebody lies, and I talked about this when I ended a recent friendship, a, a long-term friendship over just a consistent lying, this is why, because a righteous man hates lies, because of what it produces, what it causes. But a wicked man is loathsome, and he acts shamefully. Righteousness, being in right standing with Yah, that's a righteous person. Their their main concern is Yah. Am I right with you? Not just saying it, not just playing a part and looking a part, not just crying. You know, because I cry all the time. But if I go live in sin, my tears don't mean nothing. It don't matter. Righteousness is I want to be right with you, y'all. Whatever that means and whatever that costs me and whoever that has to go out of that, I want to be right with you. Righteousness, being in right standing with you guards the one whose way is blameless. That righteousness will guard you. On top of that, you will guard other righteous people. Guards the one whose way is blameless. Some people gonna get caught up in trouble because they're not righteous and they're not pure and there will be no protection for them. But wickedness undermines and overthrows the sinner. And we talked about this in a previous video, I can't remember which one. Oh, it was last Hail and parent Proverbs. How when people lie or they behave wickedly, it looks like they're getting away with what they did. But to y'all, we called it what? A wink. It's like, boom, just like that. That lie is not, it's dying on the way. Like right now, soon as it's spoken, it's dying. And that wickedness is going to undermine them and it's going to overthrow them. It's going to be the very trap that they fall into. It just takes a little time, some time. There is one who pretends to be rich yet has nothing at all. Social media, Instagram, all of that. Another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. That's that's that that's that wisdom right there. See, when people want to be flashy and show everything they got, look at this, look at my house, look at this, look at my car, look at this, look at la 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 la. Has nothing at all, and that can mean two things. It means you really don't have what you got because you don't own nothing, but you're just flashy with it. Or it can also mean you got a whole bunch of material things, but you have nothing because you don't have y'all. I talked about before, I'm not financially rich. I could be on the way soon. You know, you never know what y'all might do, but I'm spiritually rich. Oh, I'm spiritually rich. And that's the richness that counts and that's the one that matters. So another pretends to be poor yet has great wealth. We know y'all always talking about being with the poor, right? Sometimes maybe you ain't really poor, okay. The ransom for a man's life is his wealth, but the poor man does not even have to listen to rebuke or threats from the envious. There's a certain attention that comes to you when you're always trying to highlight what you got and, and show just like you're you're inviting a negative energy into your life showing off. Trying to make everybody see what you got. Always talking about what you got. You're inviting you know, we see people getting killed and people pinning their location and then somebody showing up to rob them, all kind of stuff. The ransom for a man's life is his wealth. Wealth is not a bad thing. It's how you manage your wealth. It's what you do with your wealth. How you um, steward it. And, and being flashy and trying to show it off is just not a good idea for you. Or, or nobody that belongs to the most high. Because the poor man does not even have to listen to a rebuke or threats from the envious. See that keyword? Envious. Envious. Envy, you invite the spirit of envy into your life, trying to tell everybody what you got. I've had people lie on me and say, (laughs) uh, my own father lied on me and told everybody I never have had a place to live, um, always getting evicted or something like that. And he had to make this lie so that he could um, state his case to make people believe he wasn't doing this wicked transaction that he was trying to do with some money that he was trying to do. So he slandered me. And I'm like, I have so many videos of beautiful homes that I've lived in, um, pictures that I take for my personal use, lived in different states and in different countries. And if I vlog, you know, you'll see it, but I don't highlight it, right? And I'm like, I could just share, put this out and his, you just see he's a liar, but I didn't. I I, I know what I got and what I need you lying. But you bring a spirit of envy when you're always trying to show off what you got. And people like that, they're so poor in spirit. They're so absent of Yah that they think these external things validate them. Instead of chasing after Yah and wanting getting rich in him. And then he give you that. What did he say? You seek me and I'll add all that to you. You seek Yah, he will add what you need and more. The light of the righteous within him grows brighter and rejoices. The light of the righteous within him goes brighter and rejoices. How I looked 10 years ago, I should be brighter, and I am. When I look at my videos from you know a long time ago till now, it's faith to faith. It's just growth, it gets brighter. But the lamp of the wicked is what? A temporary light, what happened? It goes out, it goes out. I know it look like they're advancing, I know it look like they got, cause they, they just, they putting all their stuff on display. They want everybody to see, look what I got. Look what I got. Ooh, I'm doing good. You ain't doing good. You was lie. That is a temporary light and it's going to go out. If it ain't for y'all and from y'all and about y'all, it's temporary. It's about to go out. Through pride and presumption comes nothing but strife. Prideful people who presume, you know, presuming you know something more than you know, all they do is create strife between people. They're dangerous, sick people. But skillful and divine wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised counsel. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you're getting counsel from. Just because somebody's older than you does not mean they are wiser than you. I've, had many, I've come into contact with many people who are older than me and were fools I would never listen to anything that they told me. And if I did, I would be putting myself in danger when they have spoken to me. Divine wisdom is not about age. We're meeting it here. Say it, I love you wisdom. I love you wisdom, because she's gonna protect you, she's gonna look out for you, that's your family, okay? Wealth obtained by fraud dwindles, but he who gathers gradually by honest labor will increase his riches. When you're trying to get there the fast way, you know, there was a time I was really, really tempted to, like, buy subscribers on YouTube. I heard you can do that. I don't know if you can because I heard that people say if you buy subscribers, then YouTube can, like, close your account. But buy subscribers, buy followers just so I could look more popular because it looked like because the numbers were so low, I didn't have value in my content. Just being honest, I I had that temptation in the past. I've been doing videos for a very long time. About yeah, maybe maybe ten years, maybe. Um and the most high was like, uh uh-uh. uh. Let me grow you gradually. Now I don't want to be popular by no means, like, because with popularity comes envy, like that spirit of envy. I don't have time for that. And I don't like I'm not the one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just not the one. So I don't want to be popular at all. But you wanna grow. You want, you know, you want some progress. You want some fruit from what you're doing. And y'all's like gather gradually by honest labor, do it right, do it honest. And you will increase when you're trying to do it the fast way. You're trying to make shortcuts so you can get there faster. You are actually going to delay your progress in the end. You're going to, you're going to end up being behind, do it right and do it gradual. We talk about verse 12 all the time over here on this channel. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And this is what wicked people, y'all got to stop putting your hope in wicked people. It's going to make you sick. When you put your hope in Yah. it don't make you sick. He is the cure and he is the remedy. But when you keep putting your hope in someone who is showing you that they are unfaithful, They have not proven to be faithful in putting your hope in them because they keep lying because they don't repent. Why do you keep having hope that they're going to change? Have hope in Yah to bring them to repentance and then maybe put you a little distance between you and them until he does so if they are harming you. Because why? Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire is fulfilled, it is a tree of life. Whoever despises the word and counsel of the most high YAH brings destruction upon himself. When you despise the word and the counsel of YAH, you're bringing death and destruction onto your own self. So sometimes we like to blame YAH. It's not YAH. He already told you what his expectations are. He already set his boundaries with you. He already told you what is good and what is bad. That's your choice. And when you don't choose him, you bring destruction upon yourself. But he who reverently fears and respects the commandment of Yah will be rewarded. Will be rewarded. You don't lose when you choose Yah. We don't lose when we choose Yah. We have to get out of this mindset because I've been just talking with Yah for months about the loneliness of people and how they're so lonely they are forsaking him. Out of that loneliness, they they're becoming desperate for wicked people. Just to have somebody around, just to have some family, just to have some relationship, just to have some friendship, love, whatever. It's not even love. And it grieves my heart and I'm sure it grieves Y'all's heart. Because you're making an idol out of a relationship other than the one you have with him. There's no healing there in that in behaving that way. The teaching of the wise is a fountain and source of life so that one may avoid what the snares of death. See real wisdom is the cure and the remedy. Are y'all hearing this? Real wisdom is the cure and the remedy. So if somebody is telling you they're a wise person, but they ain't bringing no cure and they ain't bringing no remedy. They ain't from y'all wisdom brings life healing cure remedy if this person that you think is so wise and so loving and so whatever don't bring that they ain't who they say they are they are pretending they are fooling you they are deceiving you wisdom wants you to avoid the snares of death wisdom wants you to avoid the traps that the enemy has set up for you they can see them and you can't so they tell you but if you deny it like it said you bring destruction upon your own self And you can't blame nobody but you. Because Y'all keeps trying to warn you. He's loving you. He's like, listen to me. Like wisdom crying in the street. We started out earlier. He's crying. Hey, hey, listen. You just ignore it. Good understanding wins favor from others. But the way of the unfaithful is hard, like barren, dry soil. Every prudent and self-disciplined man or person Acts with knowledge And we talk about divine knowledge We're not talking about this secular human knowledge But a closed minded fool Who refuses to learn Displays his foolishness For all to see Prudent Prudence And self discipline Is what shows What you really know Head knowledge means I can tell you everything I know, but I can't behave like I know it. Real divine knowledge is not only do I notice stuff in my head, I actually live it, and that proves that I really know what I'm talking about. If you can't live the way you speak, so if I get up on here and tell you love doesn't lie, I expect you to live one, but then I'm living a lie in my relationships, When I'm telling you to set boundaries with people and put separation between you and cancerous wicked people, but I don't do that. I'm hanging out with cancerous wicked people. Then I get up here. I don't know what I'm telling. I I sound good. It seems like I know what I'm talking about. I know a lot, but I don't really know it because I don't live it. The proof that I know what I'm telling you is that I do it myself. Every prudent and self-disciplined man acts with knowledge. That is true divine knowledge, when you can act like it. But a closed-minded fool who refuses to learn displays the foolishness for all to see. You just showed me you don't know what you said you know because you can't behave the way you say that you think and know. Key indicator, stop just listening to people's words. Stop just listening to people, I love you. Show me. I'm sorry, there's no evidence for what you just said. I have zero evidence. You said you love me, but I don't see it nowhere. So it can't be true. A wicked messenger falls into hardship, but a faithful ambassador brings healing. A wicked messenger falls into hardship, but a faithful ambassador brings healing. An ambassador is like someone who is a reliable reporter on behalf of the Most High yeah. That's what an ambassador is. They're like a reliable uh, reporter. They bring healing. The presence of them brings healing. That's how you know that we have a faithful ambassador in our midst. Cause they are bringing what? The cure and the remedy. In their speech and in their behavior. A wicked messenger not only falls into hardship themselves, And when we look at hardship, um, another word for it is mischief or evil, or listen to this, malignant, malignancy, which is another word for what? Cancerous. This is what a wicked messenger falls into. Really, what it's really saying is a wicked messenger falls into malignancy. This is serious, y'all. It's not a game. You can't trust them. Don't believe their speech. Poverty and shame will come to him who refuses instruction and discipline. Wisdom keeps calling you. You keep ignoring it. Poverty is coming to you and shame is coming to you. It's on the way. You listen to wisdom and you respond to it. Abundance and righteousness and favor is coming to you the rest of verse 18 but he who accepts and learns from reproof or censure is honored honored 19 desire realized is sweet to the soul but it is detestable to fools to turn away from evil which they have planned oh my gosh oh my oh my gosh I can't with this do you hear this it is detestable to fools to turn away from evil which they have planned they can, we talked about this in the last healing payment Proverbs. The enemy is so delusional that they can see they're going into destruction. Like your plan, this is where it's going to take you and they will still keep going. This is why the defin- the real definition of wicked is one who makes a pattern of doing wrong. Just keep going. You wicked. He who walks as a companion with wise men will be wise. But the companions of conceited, dull-witted fools are fools themselves and will experience harm. You keep making companions of these foolish, wicked people, you're going to keep experiencing harm. You keep crying, you keep having depression, you keep having anxiety. I know because I've been there and I've done it. And it, and a lot of these, these emotions are spirits because we talked about, Fear being a spirit, because Yah says, I don't give you the what? Spirit of fear. So these, and then we talk, we know that the, um, the Ruach HaKadosh, or the Holy Spirit, bears nine different fruits. And what is the Ruach? Spirit. These fruits are connected to spirit. So these emotions are spirits, either from Yah or from the devil. Yah said, I don't give you the spirit Of fear right so when you have spirits of depression of um anxiety of being downcast of uh like you don't lose your mind that's from the enemy and they're accessing you by the company you keep that's why verse 20 is saying you will experience harm y'all didn't lie you're gonna experience harm you keep having that depression that anxiety um, feeling like you're gonna lose your mind, like you're going crazy, like you don't know what's real or what's not anymore, because when you hang with wisdom, you're gonna be wise. Because with wisdom is is where Yah is, divine wisdom, and where Yah is, there is cure and there is remedy, there's healing, healing pain with proverbs. But what's with the fools, and the wicked? Harm. You're gonna experience harm. This is why I say separate yourself if you wanna stop experiencing harm. Separate yourself. Love y'all enough to trust him to be enough for you in that space. It'll be a short space. He'll bring you some, he'll bring you some family who are, who are his. They are doing the will of him. He will, give him some time, but you gotta choose him. Adversity pursues sinners. You, The person that did you wrong, you you think they're doing well. No, adversity is pursuing them. It's it's trying to hunt them down like a dog. Adversity pursues sinners, even though they might be flashy, even though they're showing stuff online, even though it looks like they're doing well, even though it looks like they got away with what they did to you. Adversity is pursuing them. Oh, trust and believe is pursuing them. However, the consistently upright who was done wrong and they still repentant. They still trying to be righteous, even though a person tempted them to act out of their nature and their character with y'all. You, you choose righteousness and that person consistently upright will be rewarded with prosperity. Sometimes it's physical and sometimes it's spiritual and sometimes it's both. I'm just saying I'm a witness to that. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, not just his own children, but his children's children, and the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the hands of the righteous. I wish I could go into that, but I can't, because then I'm going to be here, because I got a story for that one right there, man. 23, abundant food is in the fallow, uncultivated ground of the poor. So it's uncultivated and it's fallow, but there's an abundance of food there. It's in the ground of the poor. But without protection, it is swept away by injustice. Do y'all see this? Do y'all see this? The ground of the poor exists because of what? Failure to protect against injustice. Abundance is choked dry Because of a failure to protect against injustice. Listen, like, do y'all, there's abundance somewhere in your situation where it looks choked up, dry, barren, but there's actually abundance there. If somebody would just stop allowing the injustice to go on, fruit can come. he who withholds the rod of discipline hates his son, but he who loves him disciplines and trains him diligently and appropriately with wisdom and with love, not just with, you know, harshness. Y'all's discipline, it comes with wisdom and with love. Okay. So let's take that as a note for parents, but also understanding, um, in our relationships, like if y'all disciplines those that he loves, that means that, there are certain disciplines, or in other words, a boundary or an action or behavior that takes place because of, of as a response to something we're not doing correctly or righteously or whatever. And it's the same thing in our relationships. When somebody's not doing something righteously or correctly or right, there's a there's a boundary that needs to be set. Why? Because Yah is about maintaining order. And what does cancer do? It gets out of control. <laughs> what is out of control? Absence of order. Yah's like nah we got to bring the order back So when you see somebody Trying to do that in your life or in your family Or in your relationships You you need to ask Yah do I confront them Do I call them to repentance or do I separate Because cancer kills It steals it kills and destroys Don't, don't take part in that The consistently righteous Has enough to satisfy his appetite But the stomach of the wicked Is in need of bread We talked about that in a prior one All right, so that's Proverbs 13. Um, What did I wanna talk about real quick? uh, You, do, 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 do. No, that's not that one. 17, was it 17? I don't remember which one it was. Okay, so that's Proverbs 13. Earlier, I asked you a question and the question that I asked you was In what situation in your life Are you helping to spread cancer Proverbs is showing us How to heal How to maintain that healing And it is giving us a number of examples Of wicked behavior The consequence of it As well as um, Righteous behavior and the reward of it Again There's cure and there's remedy with y'all There's cancer with the wicked And the representatives that work in that way. The scripture, I I think I said this, refers to people who behave in that way as um, representatives of angels of darkness. (laughs) You better be careful out here. When a person makes a habit of sinning against you or others, they're wicked. Yah is saying that to help you understand Wicked is a person who makes a pattern of doing wrong That's it You just make a pattern of it You don't repent You do wrong You don't try to get it right You don't want to change You just stay in your sin That's wicked And what situations in your life are you promoting that? That cancerous behavior Alright Um. That was Proverbs 13 Real quick Just so that you have a reminder about the giveaway For the month of November We already out of November Let me see Hold up Is this the last week in November, y'all? Or is it next week? Hold on, let me see. Okay, next week is the last week in November. So on next Thursday, next Wednesday, we'll be announcing the giveaway winner. Um, Still allowing a few more people to submit um, the giveaway form. So if you don't know about the giveaway, uh, watch this video. I'm giving away something every month. Yep, you can get a Truth Tribe journal, tea, notebook, stickers, cash, and more. Each month, you have a chance to win an item plus free shipping. Just listen to my lies for the secret key code. Then enter your info at ZaraHarrison.com slash Truth Tribe giveaway. What will you win? All right, so who's going to win this month? The gift is $75 cash via PayPal or cash app. And all you have to do is submit your info on that form. Make sure you follow the steps and we will announce the winner next Wednesday. Okay, so make sure that you do that. The link is also in the description. I will read your comments after this because I'm trying to keep this to an hour. And if I start reading comments I'm going to be here forever. I hope that this blessed you and I will see y'all next time for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Thank you for joining us. Peace. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long. I looked it up in the lexicon. It said that suffering actually means that to act being patient. Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?